0: Right, so today on the Mind of a Football Coach podcast, we have a first. We have our first superintendent on the podcast. Uh, today we have Adam Cheesman. He is the superintendent, a superintendent at Doddridge County Schools. Uh, that's here in West Virginia. And I know you will really love listening to his wisdom on this podcast. All right, Adam, welcome to the mind of a football coach podcast it's a pleasure to have you on here tonight
1: yeah i appreciate you having me looking forward to it
0: uh yeah adam uh, adam cheeseman's on the podcast uh this evening will you just give the listeners some background about yourself your background super interesting and we'll we'll just go we'll roll from there sure uh so i'm a
1: 2003 graduate of work county high school uh from there I attended Alderson Broaddus College, and now it's Alderson Broaddus University. At that point, it was still uh, Alderson Broaddus College, uh, and studied education. Um, graduated there in 2007. Went back uh, into the classroom in worked County High School and taught for four years. Uh, coached football uh, during those uh, four years. Um, from that point, spent a little time in Philippi. I uh, went back to Philippi uh, and taught at Philip Barber High School for a year, coached football there in Philippi as well, um, eventually landed in Doddridge County, uh, that's where my wife is from, uh, and so uh, came to Doddridge County in 2012, uh, spent two years in the classroom teaching seventh grade social studies, which was awesome. Uh, also coached football for uh, uh, for Doddridge County High School with Coach Burnside. Um, From that point, made the jump to Williamstown uh, High School. Spent one year as the assistant principal there. So for the former Tiger and Bulldog to go to Williamstown was uh, quite an experience. Oh, man. Uh, Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, it was great. It was great. They treated me awesome and uh, had a good year there. Uh, Came back to Doddridge in 2015 as the assistant principal at uh, Doddridge County Elementary School. Mm-hmm. Jump back on the football staff with Coach Burnside. Uh, so, I spent another year uh, doing that. And then in 2016, uh, the superintendency opened up in Doddridge County, and I was 31 at the time. And I said, you know, I can throw in for this. It'll be great experience. You know, I thought maybe one day. Uh, yeah. So, I did. I tossed in for it. Uh, there were several, several candidates who had far more experience um and we're a little more uh, veteran in age i suppose mm. uh, you know than uh, than i uh, but was afforded an interview um interview went well uh, a couple hours later they called and offered the position uh most surreal moment of my life i would say uh, it was kind of crazy for sure um and so since 2016 i've been the superintendent uh, in Doddridge county enjoy every minute of it uh, Hey, it's been crazy, uh, as you know. You know the education oh, yeah. the last four or five years, um, we've experienced uh, a whole lot of stuff that no schooling ever prepared you for, and never prepared you for a pandemic, or maybe even a, a teacher work stoppage. There are a couple of them for that. Ooh, buddy, yeah. Yeah, you know, um, but it's been awesome, uh, and I love every minute of it. And so, uh, so yeah, I guess another thing I would add is I am a Baptist minister. I was ordained Baptist minister in two thousand and, gosh, when was it two thousand nine? I guess. Uh, and so I've been preaching since I uh, was twenty one, uh, and have a church here in Doddridge County that uh, Pastored Liberty Baptist Church. So, so yeah, kind of got uh, got our plate full. Got three little girls, beautiful okay. girls. Got a beautiful wife. Uh, Lisa and I have been married 13 years, been together 17 years. We've got a sixth grader named Allie, a fourth grader named Addie, and a second grader named Anna. And it's how I know God has a sense of humor, because I've got three girls, right? <laughs> that's right, absolutely. <laughs> but I love them to death. And uh, yeah, so that's uh, a little bit about uh, a little bit about my background.
0: Oh man, that's awesome. We, uh, My wife Emily and I have been married for going on 11 years. And we have two girls, and she's pregnant with our third child, and uh you know if it's a boy great if it's a girl great but three girls if it's three girls i'd be like man i'm just like i'm just like adam you know like <laughs> yeah. we're just the same the same deal um, cool. <laughs> gee what is that I have to come up there and you know get some solidarity with you like hey we can go God. fishing or something you know
1: For like, sure. <laughs>
0: so you know we're in covid 2020 yeah. and like talk Cause you're in a rural school, um, which I, I have like a passion for myself. Like we moved here from the Atlanta, Georgia area. And I thought I knew what rural was until we moved to West Virginia. Cause I had, I had no idea until we moved here, um, what that really meant. So talk a little bit about like, if you don't mind, like how, how have you embraced that challenge? Cause that's gotta be something that's, you know, challenging being such a rural, uh, school district.
1: Yeah, it, it, it certainly has been, um, a challenging time now i will say this one thing i'm i'm proud of our school system uh, for from our board of education clear down to our teaching and teachers and service personnel we've not been afraid to to think outside the box uh Mm -hmm. over these last four or five years and we've not been afraid to do things maybe a little bit differently uh, and so, while being in a rural county, uh, in, in a poverty-stricken county, I mean, you know, I think it's no secret that folks look at Doddridge County and, and they do realize that we do have a pretty solid tax base with the oil and gas industry, and so that has allowed us to do some special things with our facilities and some programming. but. That doesn't mean it's translated over to our people and to mm-hmm. our kids. so yeah. you know, more than fifty percent of our kids are still uh, considered to be low SES. Uh, and so um one thing that we've done, and you know it, it looks like we we knew this pandemic was coming, okay? Now that obviously wasn't the case. Oh. It, was, uh, it was luck, but back in November of twenty nineteen, we struck a partnership with CityNet Telecommunications. Okay. Uh, and that partnership basically said that between the county commission and between our school board, we want to put some monies up front to buy some of the equipment to bring broadband internet throughout the entire county. And so we did this oh. in of 2019. Uh, fast forward, what, six months? And mm-hmm. there's the pandemic, and we're thrusted into this distance learning, mm-hmm. uh, you know, model. And and while the internet project is not completed, you know, completely yet, uh, we are in the process of getting that every every child in Doddridge County will have quality internet access. And our school board has committed to paying for mm-hmm. those internet services for our kids. Uh, and so while the rest of the world again has been put into this distance. Oh, yeah. We're going to be in a position moving forward uh, where, where even if we were forced to go this route again, you know, my goodness, we pray it's not another pandemic. But for whatever reason it might, <laughs> yeah. be, I, I believe that that our county is going to be situated in a unique way uh, that uh, we can still deliver services. So, and and that's not to say that we've not during during this time. know our staff members especially grades um, well our elementary school we were able to uh, pod our kids in such a way that there's four teachers in each grade three of them are face-to-face one of them we dedicated just to being the virtual teacher so every day Mm. they get on Microsoft Teams much like you and I are on right now and they teach their kids, and the same thing is true with our middle and our high school. Uh, and so, so they have live instruction. My sixth grader wakes up each day at eight o'clock, gets on with their English teacher, spends an hour, gets oh, wow. almost spends an hour. So it's just like the regular day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so again, while it's been challenging, I'm really proud of our staff uh, and going the extra mile. For some of these students, Um, we've had to make extra bus runs uh, to take some instructional materials, uh, maybe to those folks who don't have the internet access quite yet. Um, We got a very strong holistic child. Uh, That's something I'm really passionate about a holistic child program with a mental health coordinator, uh, with mental health specialist, a behavior interventionist, a school social worker. So, taking care of the social and emotional. You know, aspect and needs of our kids uh, has been a huge push since 2016, but especially in this last year, where there was some times that we've not laid eyes on some of these kids. You know, physically laid eyes on them because you know we they they couldn't come to school, and so our mental health specialists have went to them, have made contact, phone calls, email, whatever, Uh, and so. It's been difficult, uh, but again, we've got some resources in place that have really helped us overcome some of those obstacles and and make the best out of a not not so good situation.
0: Yeah. I mean, from talking to Coach Burnside and talking to yourself, it sounds like y'all have done an excellent job managing, you know, managing COVID and all the things that come with it. Uh, You know, when I first saw your football facility, and I'm just a, a knucklehead football coach, I was like, Oh, I mean, I mean, we're in a podcast. You can't see video. My eyes were like bug eyed, like, oh, my goodness. This place is amazing. Um, and you were talking about like the whole child development. Is that kind of kind of part of that? Like you're trying to make their whole experience something, you know, we, we talk like post COVID, pre COVID, too. I yeah. mean, but like you're trying to make it looks like Dodgers County Schools is trying to make the child's entire experience just excellent.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm so glad you brought that up, uh, because during the. The time in which the stadium was being constructed, you know, everybody wanted to come and see it and they wanted to come talk about it and oh, look what it's done for the athletic program or the football program um, or for the track and field, of course, there's a new baseball field there, too. And while, yeah, that's great for the athletes, what it what it really created was a sense of pride throughout our entire student body, throughout our entire community. I mean, there are, there are some community members who have grown up in Doddridge County who I mean, had tears in their eyes when they came and, and saw the facility. You know, look how far that it's come. Uh, and so, so yeah, it, it was about the experience and it is about giving our students something to be proud of and giving them something that, and really just showing them, we're not afraid to invest in you. We did this for you, right? The kids. Uh, and so, absolutely. I, I said multiple times, Everybody wanted to talk about it a couple of years back when we opened it up. Why not us, right? Yeah. We set in Route 50 in between Harrison County and of course you go through Ritchie County and then you get to Wood County and Parkersburg and so you've got some uh, facilities at PHS and South and Williamstown. You know I said I spent some time at Williamstown. Uh, then you look up into Harrison County and you've got Bridgeport setting up there you know why not our kids our kids deserve the very best uh just like his other kids do Uh, and so we were in a unique spot being a small rural county um that we could give them that Uh, and so so yeah it really was uh and i appreciate you noticing that
0: (laughs) yeah i mean it's it just like it oozes out of the place when you i mean we went in the locker room and there was like a like a white a digital whiteboard and you could show plays and diagram i'm thinking man like this wasn't just somebody threw money at this like there was a plan for this and i thought to myself i'm talking to coach burnside he's a genius i want to talk to the superintendent like you know what i mean like i want to get the the, the <laughs> sauce here like what you know like the guys that were behind this i just have so much respect for people that you know don't just throw money at things when they have the resources like they actually think it through i think it's just amazing
1: yeah, yeah. There was certainly some strategy involved um, in, in just well, <laughs> the building <laughs> in general because, you know, uh, you saw the bottom floor. The second yeah. floor is our Board of Education office, right? So that's
0: wild. That's so, so cool.
1: <laughs> so our board <laughs> actually overlooks the football field. It's much like mm-hmm. Milan Pushkar Stadium. I mean, you know how they they can mm-hmm. overlook. It's the same type of setup. Mm-hmm. Well. It's always cheaper to build up. So, we needed a new board office because ours was in the Middle West, you an old grade school falling apart. And we needed a new ball field. So, we thought, wouldn't it just make sense just to put them together? Uh, you know, um, and so, yeah, th- there was a lot of strategy involved in it. And then when it came to outfitting the different uh, locker rooms or the different, you know, the baseball team. I don't know if you saw that or not, but he has his own type of locker room and coaches area. Mm, above, I didn't see that. That's awesome. Yeah. Above the concession stand behind the backstop. Okay. Uh, okay. You know, so we really got the coaches input in a lot of that. And we said, give us your gold package right? So we wanted to sh- shoot high. We, we, we always want to aim high. We try and be as innovative and and we pride ourselves on being as different as we possibly can be, right? Sure. Yeah. Uh, because, and, and that's not just in, in, in the classroom. It's just in everything that we do. Uh, I've said this for quite some time, and, and I'm not being critical uh, of anybody uh, in particular at all. It's just that in West Virginia, I feel like in comparative to the rest of the United States and the rest of the world, we're still a little bit behind in some areas sure. uh, and, and sometimes we're a little hesitant to do something a little different um, because that's not the way it's always been done. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and so. We don't have that approach, and our board doesn't have that approach. They have been so supportive of me, um, some young punk, coming in and trying to do all these different things. And I cannot be more grateful to them uh, for allowing me some freedoms to do some things. So, so yeah, we told the coaches, and we told everybody, hey, give us your gold package, and then we'll kind of go from there. And so Coach Bobby, Coach Keller, uh, our track and field coach, had a significant amount of input in that facility um, you know, as well. So it was a true team effort. Uh, and uh, that's in our mission statement. Uh, we say it, I, I wear it out, hashtag it all the time. It's United to Make a Difference. Uh, and we did that in 2016. Uh, when I came in, the mission statement was about a paragraph long, and there's no chance that anyone was going to memorize it. Yeah. Uh, so we, we went with something simple and something mm. catchy. We put it on some t shirts. And we, I pass those out at ball games when we had ball games. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> I, Jeez, I would, I'd throw them out. You know, I'd say the first five people to come, uh, tell me the mission statement, get a free T-shirt, right? And so oh, we try to rally around that mission statement. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at the end of the day, we're not going to agree on every single thing, but right. what we will agree on is that we want to do what's best for kids and give them the most opportunity. So if we can be united on that front, everything else will be fine. And this board office uh, football field was a just a beautiful example of that. Hey, let's do what's best for kids. Outfit this thing top notch and uh, give the kids some opportunity.
0: No doubt. I mean, you were talking about you were going into the superintendent's interview, hoping you get a shot. I mean, I think experience is overrated. I think that, you know, new ideas, fresh ideas, people with, you know, the drive and the passion, like that is the ticket. You know, you know, I just think that's, that's the way you should go. In my opinion. Now I think obviously some people who are experienced have all those things. I mean, that's yeah. great, but I don't think you should just go with experience for experience sake, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That was a, a, a unique, um, a unique interview. Uh, you know, I really tried to play kind of, like you said, I, I tried to play down the, the experience piece because I, I knew the folks that were, being interviewed, you know, mm-hmm. before and after me had a massive amount of experience. And so I kind of just said, I've got three things that they don't have, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I played the fact that, in fact, I remember one of the questions, the last question, I'll never forget this, was if you can give yourself a uh, hundred points for any of the above nine answers to the mm-hmm. questions, which one would it be? Right. So it's 10 questions. And mm-hmm. they wanted me to give a hundred points to one of the nine. And they were about, you know, budget, personnel, curriculum. So they wanted to see where I put my focus.
0: Mm. I
1: remember, I stopped and I said, Can I give myself a hundred points for my closing statement?
0: There you go. Absolutely. <laughs>
1: the board the board president stopped and he went, He looked around the board members and said, Yeah, okay, go ahead. I said, Well, I've got three things mm. that these other candidates don't have. Number one, I know every kid in this system. Mm. I was an elementary assistant principal. I was a middle school teacher. I was a high school football coach. Right. So I had exposure to every kid. I also was a youth pastor. Mm. And so I knew the kids. I said, number two, I know every staff member because just like I had exposure to the kids, I also had exposure to the staff. Mm. I knew their concerns. I knew what they, what they liked, what they didn't like. I was one of them just a few years prior in the classroom. Mm. Uh and then I said the third thing is I'm invested, right? I'm a minister in the county. I, I went to Williamstown, but I came right back the year like I wanna be here. I said, So if I get a hundred points for anything, give me a hundred points for that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you
1: know, and I guess the Lord worked it out, right?
0: <laughs> absolutely. I mean, I love your journey because I mean I like I'm not a superintendent by a stretch of imagination. All I want to be is a lowly high school football coach. But I mean, like you took the steps and went to the place you need to go to to get the experience to do what you want to do. And I just I admire that. I just really, really admire that.
1: Well, uh, I appreciate that. But I would say this uh, definitely wouldn't refer to you as a lowly high school football coach. OK, there's uh, uh, coaching is a calling. Mm. Much like education is a calling, superintendency is a calling. I believe that, uh, and so the impact that coaches have uh, is is enormous. Uh, so I would never sell yourself short. That's for sure. Uh, but you know, I've I just always kind of—I mean, I think you can tell—I'm a man of faith, and so I've always tried to kind of follow uh, God's lead, um, mm-hmm. you know, what He might have open. And I guess I've never been afraid to to, to take a chance, um, you know. And I'm I'm never. I don't know if this is good or not, but I I, I can never consider myself fully satisfied, right? Like I'm always looking, how -hmm. can we make things better? Mm -hmm. And while I think I need to learn some type of contentment at some point. Sure, (laughs) yeah. But how can we do things better? How can we do this? And I don't know, it just, it it drives me. And it's not I'm trying to prove to anybody else as much as I think maybe I'm trying to prove it to myself you know that hey you can you can do this
0: you know but anyhow oh absolutely and you know I'm, I'm looking at like i was looking at linkedin your like your education and you're just you were talking earlier about you finishing up your doctorate on on leadership and i really wanted to go into that okay as well kind of talking like about like what we talked earlier before we started recording yeah. uh, about why you wanted to do that and just talk about that program a little bit i never heard of a of a doctorate in that that's really interesting yeah. Yeah, so uh,
1: I'm ninety percent uh, through my doctorate in, in in PhD in strategic leadership. It was a relatively new program that Liberty University offered. So I'm in one of the first cohorts okay. of this of this doctorate. Uh, I looked at several. Uh, obviously, I looked at the uh, what I would call standard educational doctorates that uh, that most get in maybe ed leadership or uh, in administration or whatever it might be. Uh, some get it in curriculum and instruction. I looked at all of those uh, and it just doesn't I mean, not that I, I put a very high priority on curriculum and instruction and and I enjoy talking it and, and working through it uh, with my team. Uh, it just didn't really resonate with me. Uh, I've always had, you know, even when I was in high school, a, 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 strong desire to be a leader, uh, to, to, to learn about leadership. I've just always liked leadership. Um, I remember in 10th grade, I was selected to, you ever heard of Hobie? They called it Hobie. They, they take uh-huh. once, once more from every high school. Okay. And it's like a leadership hmm. seminar that you go down in Charleston and you spend a weekend. So they stayed, my principal selected me for that. And that kind of got it going. I was an FBLA, the FBLA mm-hmm. president. So I just always had this Future Business Leaders of America. I always had this thing for leadership. I, I like to speak. I love to give speeches and preach yeah. and all that type of stuff. And, uh, and so I started checking out that. Uh, and I thought, you know what? This is this is perfect because no matter if I'm superintendent or if I'm a pastor or if I one day go back and coach high school football, right? Right, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, you, you got to be a leader and so it just applied to my entire life everything that I feel called to do that that seemed to fit the mold uh and I can tell you that through my master's program which it was good but I didn't enjoy every class okay uh and there were some I'm thinking why in the world this one I have really truly and i mean this enjoyed each one of those classes that they were all practical they were all very important and applicable to what i do um it's been a great great experience um and so uh so yeah now i have told everybody just because i'll have that dr in front my name's still adam
0: absolutely yeah (laughs) Yeah. i appreciate appreciate that because you and i both know people that will insist on you need to call me doctor. And that kind of gets under my skin a little bit.
1: Yeah, no, it's Adam.
0: <laughs> That's awesome, man. So to kind of land the plane, talk a little bit about, if you don't mind, like what are some nuggets for guys or and, and, and gals that want to get into lead, like a leadership position? Like what are some things you would suggest they do, um, you know, in their, in their high school years, college years, you know, early professional years, to be an excellent leader like yourself.
1: Well, uh, well, I appreciate, I appreciate that. Um, the first thing is, uh, you can't be afraid to, to fail. You gotta be willing to take some risk. You gotta be willing to, to take a, to take a step, uh, maybe even out of your comfort zone. Um, now I, I, admit, and my wife, you know, would tell you that, that my comfort zone probably is a little wider than most. I don't know. I just, I just go, right. (laughs) You know, Uh, I've never been, I don't know, I don't know if I ever stop long enough to really think a lot about what's happening. I just kind of go and I'm pretty driven like that. Um, but, but I would say that that you can't be afraid to kind of, to, to step out. Um, there was a moment, when that superintendency opened up that i told my wife and i called my dad and called my mentor and i said i don't think i can do this let's see why didn't you put my name in i said i don't even think i don't even think this is this is good i mean i gave all the reasons why it wouldn't work Mm. i'm too young i'm too inexperienced i'm an assistant principal i've not been a principal i've not been a director i've not been an assistant superintendent (laughs) you know Mm. I, i went through the whole gamut of things and my wife, my dad, and my mentor—all three in separate conversations—looked at me and said, "Just give it a try, right? Yeah. I mean, that—that's who you are, right? Just give it a try." Uh, and so that would be the first thing: just, just don't be afraid. Take a step out. Uh, take some chances. Um, I would also say soak up every opportunity to learn. And in turn, if you've got a chance to um, to present or to speak or to do something along those lines, take advantage of that um, because you never know when that's first one will we'll come back to to help you in this type of role. Uh, but second of all, that helps you put yourself out there a little bit uh, and people at, that, at those moments when you kind of open up and you start sharing experiences and you start sharing some knowledge, they are kind of like, oh, okay, you know, this, this person, uh, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and the other thing, the third thing would be you know, be creative, be innovative. It's okay to be different. Uh, Think outside the box, Um, develop some partnerships. I'm huge on public-private partnerships. So, if you can start building relationships, start, you know, getting in uh, and understanding what business and industry, what they do and how as an educator that can connect, that's going to be huge, in my opinion, for the future. I would argue for the now, uh, but I think it is the wave of the future. School systems going to more private, uh, public-private partnerships. We've done that. I mentioned with CityNet, uh, yeah. was one example bringing internet throughout the county. Uh, we have a couple other ones going on too. So, some would be that. Uh, don't be afraid to uh, uh, to fail. Uh, look for opportunities to connect, uh, and uh, you know, think outside the box. Be innovative um yeah just have fun enjoy
0: life right just, just life. absolutely that's it man, <laughs> I, man I, I appreciate you taking the time to talk to me i was i know you were like who's this guy sending me a message uh, from canal county but i really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me adam this has been awesome
1: yeah well i've really enjoyed it i appreciate the opportunity
0: oh man well th- fantastic and man you have a good night with your family i appreciate you all right man we'll talk soon yes sir